This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Schlomowitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. For this episode of Soundmaking, I spoke with the composer Lisa Strike. The release of this episode is timed to be just before the 2023 edition of the Huddersfield Contemporary Music Festival, where Lisa will be the featured composer. In this episode, I spoke with Lisa about her orchestral work Siegel. The recording you'll hear at the end of this episode was performed by the Orchestra of the Lucerne Festival Academy and conducted by Gregor A. Meyerhofer. This is the first track of a profile CD dedicated to Lisa's work, which was released on Virgo in 2018. In our chat, Lisa speaks about how listening to amateur choirs helped her to fall back in love with music and how that directly feeds into this work and others that she's composed since. My name is Lisa Streich. I grew up in Sweden and Germany and I live on the Swedish island Gotland in the Baltic Sea and I think I'm a composer. Yeah, I wrote the piece uh, 1617 for the Lucerne Festival Academy Orchestra. It's a rather large um, orchestra and it's the first time I really worked with analysis of uh, amateur choirs as a material to start with. So I was very frustrated at some point about music because it didn't give me as much feelings that it did before in my life. And then I went on YouTube to find new music that would somehow give me the kick. And then I, I stumbled over amateur choirs that don't sing in tune. And there I could experience um, known chords in a new way again, as if I heard them for the first time, it felt like hearing music for the first time as a child. And since then, I work with analysis of amateur choirs that don't sing really in tune. Uh, I work uh, with the program Audio Scout uh, from IRCAM, and uh, then I transfer it to Open Music to have the analysis of notes and scores. And then I um, instrument them in the way that I find come closest to the expression of the chord. And I amplify the things that are not correct, so to speak, and I amplify the overtones. So what's the loudest is not necessarily the ground notes, like in the recording, but the spectrum becomes much more of an interest. Yeah, the sample sizes vary from 0.2 milliseconds to 2 seconds, maybe. So it's all special moments that I collect. I have a whole book full with special moments. Uh, I call it my book of chords. So the whole piece is about contrasts and how I put them together um, after each other or over each other. And... The beginning is the smallest how to the smallest cell I could find in contrast. So it's something very brutal and something very fragile in the same moment, so to speak, and that they coexist and amplify each other. So with each slap there comes a different analysis of a choir sample that is orchestrated and interpreted. 
so after this opening there comes a very fragile passage so it's only about fragility in a big context and then comes the contrast of hardness or something like that and later on there comes then I overlap the two and they coexist I think about how I can get the character of this chord out the best with which orchestration and what character has has the chord actually and how can I amplify with instrument that somehow can express exactly that character or feeling or expression. I try to avoid classical instrumentation. Often also higher instruments go below lower instruments and vice versa to yeah to, to get this certain expression of maybe fragility or dampness or whatever it is. So I do quite the opposite of what's maybe normal in history. The five percussionists are mainly there to open the room. They are around the orchestra and they somehow whip the orchestra from different sides. And towards the end, they also play on the egg slicer and little walls. So they also change into the contrary in the end of what they began. Well, I can't speak for listeners, but I can speak for myself that I immediately feel something and I can't take my ears away somehow and that I'm really curious how it's going to go further in the piece. So, yeah, my main interest is to to fulfill my curiosity and see and hear what I'm curious about and how how I can achieve that. And I hope it does the same in the listener in one or another way. Yes, I'm actually back in love, yeah. But I try not to hear too much music um, as I kind of feel it makes me deaf, uh, deaf or my feeling gets deaf, deaf or with listening too much or playing too much. Um, yeah, that's actually quite sad that I have to do that, but that's the way it is, I think. So it's a, only for special moments to listen to music, to keep this precious experience alive.